Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Duo Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I am so excited about another one of our fabulous listener guests. Please let everyone know who's joining us. He's a museum educator and also enjoys ironing sheets while watching TV. It's Hano Cortillo. Yay! I cannot believe this. This is amazing. <laughs> You're Dreams here and you haven't come left your true. place. I You're made on a Zoom. it. I yeah. <laughs> I have arrived. You've arrived at the Zoom chat. <laughs> Nothing will ever be the same. Nope. Well, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you so for doing for this. Yeah, thank you for thank you for choosing me. <laughs> this is my <laughs> Sally Field moment. Oh, I see. We are the Academy. Basically. And it's true, Oscar's so white. I mean, look at us. The two of us, come on. <laughs> We're part of the problem. Hano, you're a museum educator. Who has better museums? <laughs> New York or LA? I don't know LA that much. So I don't think oh. I can give you a good answer. I've only it's been probably a couple New times. York. Uh, but now, you know, L.A. has the Academy Museum, so... That's true. The Academy Museum's great. Although, John, although John might recall, um, I actually started mm -hmm. working, my first museum job was at the Museum of the Moving Image in Astoria. 
I used to live a couple <laughs> blocks away from there. I know. I've heard oh. you talk about Astoria. Yes. <laughs> and right, that job just... was very, it was so much fun. Very cool people work there. And the best thing is I could, with my ID, I could go to like most of the art houses for free. Oh, really? Awesome. Yep. Film Forum, The Angelica, Anthology Film Archives, BAM, Lincoln Center, even Landmark Sunshine while he was still alive. Oh, RIP Landmark Sunshine. Yep. That's a, uh, moving Image is such a fun museum. Is it so a museum? Like interactive. Oh, it is actual. It's not just like a theater. No, no, no. no. There's like, no. there are exhibits, but there's also a lot of like, you can like you can go and re record audio. You can do editing stuff. You can take pictures of yourself. And so like it is like a very yes. it's like a, it's a great museum for kids. Yep. Yep. Actually, so, for like everything sticky. <laughs> everything's sticky. It's like there's like, soda, like a, a thin Bro. layer of soda on everything, Bro. and a lot of just like popcorn on the floor, oh, mashed yeah. up Cheerios and goldfish. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, it's a great museum for everyone because uh, I didn't know this, but I really enjoy working with like uh, older adults because, you know, we did a lot of like community groups, senior sure. groups, and they had so much fun, especially because, you know, they knew a lot of the history, you know, because yeah. for the kids, you sort of like have to explain, no, I mean, that's not, oh my God, uh, what's the little girl? God, I'm so senior right now myself. <laughs> honey Boo Boo. That's not Honey Boo Boo. That's Shirley Temple. <laughs> Kids there, love Honey there Boo There is Boo. a legacy, but yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, they would see a picture and I was like, no, that is not Honey Boo Boo. That is Shirley Temple. <laughs> Although, fair. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> to so be we're like, fair. oh, look, it's Sidney Poitier. I right. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or then, you know, the old lady swooning over young Clint Eastwood or young Paul Newman. Oh, of Not just the ladies, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I heard them more audibly. Yeah. I see. A gas. <laughs> Men of that age were used to keeping it on the inside. Quiet. <laughs> Almost somewhat for closeted them. as a way. Some might say that. And you know, speaking <laughs> of closet cases, today Mark for our expert. Thank you for our five. I've been doing this for almost four years. <laughs> for our final uh, listener submission episode, we're talking about beautiful thing. John, what's the deal with beautiful thing? Mark, let me tell you the deal with beautiful thing. It was directed by Hetty McDonald, written by Jonathan Harvey, based on his own play of the same name. And it was originally intended for a television broadcast only, but it was so well received that it was subsequently released in theaters. And it tells the story of Shy Jamie and Athletic Stee are teenage boys who live near each other in the London projects. Both boys think they could be gay and finally explore their feelings when Steve is allowed to stay over at Jamie's place after an incident with his abusive father. There, the boys grow close and open themselves up to the idea of homosexuality while Jamie's mother and their quirky teen neighbor offer much-needed emotional support. I ran out of breath. It stars Linda Henry, Glenn Barry, Scott Neal, Tamika Epson, and Ben Daniels. It was released on June 21st, 1996. I couldn't find out any financial information on it. But Roger Ebert wrote, The most interesting scenes involve the characters around them who all but steal the movie. The boys' lives contain few surprises, but from the other characters, there's one astonishment after another. And Barry Walters of the San Francisco Examiner said the movie manages to do what few films have done, convey coming out with the specificity that draws viewers in while conveying a, universa a universality that hits home. And that is the deal with Beautiful Thing. So, Hannah, we asked you to pick a movie and you chose Beautiful Thing. Why Beautiful Thing? 
because I had to narrow it down and I was like, you know, you want to try to make it because uh, the first time I submitted, I was not picked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're not angry You've about only done that. It twice, but it's okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, what? And I was, okay, you know, uh, gay characters. We don't see a lot of gay characters, especially sure. played by gay actors because, you know, one of them is gay. And also, I think there's something to be said for, you know, an actual gay person writing the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so that sort of like narrowed it down for me. And then I just started thinking about like, you know, when I watch it and like the impact it had. So I was like, let's do it. Were you a young person when you first saw this movie? No. Aren't you looking oh. at the screen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. You moisturize, I'm sure. Uh, so. Yes. Motion smoothing. Yes. Since my 20s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, this is one you uh, return to every now and then? Not really. I actually okay. hadn't thought about it in quite a, some many years, decades at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, again, thank you for making me think because like, you know, uh, you know, you know, you want to know what my backup plan was? Yes. Yeah. What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Which one. Very calm, but you know, no gay great characters and no gay. I, I, I know Madeline Kahn because yeah. everyone's like, that's, that's, I'm sorry, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn's movie. Yeah. Madeline Kahn. And San Francisco. Anyway, San Francisco, so like, gay icon right there. <laughs> we stand. <laughs> you have to stand. We stand Francisco. Stan Francisco. John, make that t-shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can finally retire. <laughs> uh, so what so, did you think re-watching it? Uh, I think it holds up, if anything. Uh, there's Like you just said in the intro, the TV roots are very present. You know, yeah. the dramaturgy is not, you know outstanding <laughs> but i would say that to counteract that there's something about the i don't know simplicity the how quotidian it is and something that i don't think we uh talk about and we don't see a lot is class yeah. you know yeah there's always something about this very i don't know idealized this bubble that your love simons this. where they're like money's exactly. never an issue right. <laughs> exactly exactly you know and that i feel is very, very significant. It's very, very important to this story. And also just to present those stories, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. there's like, there's all this, um, in addition to being in the closet, like all the other things that they have to overcome, that they have to face, like, you know, all the bullying, like the domestic violence and, you know, the not having enough means. And I don't know, I think it adds a lot to the story. Definitely. Not enough to make a top five. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my uh, god! Zero patience. Zero patience was such a fine. I still have to find it to watch it. <laughs> you won't regret it. You, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, what about you, John? Had you seen Beautiful Thing before? Yeah, I definitely saw it when it came out because I remember my roommate at the time in Astoria, Sean P. Mahoney. Hello, hello. We saw it and we thought it was great. I remember. I distinctly remember us talking about it afterwards and sort of saying like, like nothing. It's it's a it's a it's such a beautiful fun movie, but it's like hard to explain it to someone. Like there's not like a strong plot. It's not like a there's not like a huge like story to it. But there's something so sweet, and I think it really it feels so real and so human. And there's a way in which I do think the movie kind of I wouldn't say falls apart, but it sort of loses direction in the last third a little bit. It just kind of like gently ties up all the the story threads. But I really loved it, and I was so happy to see like I was excited to see it again because I don't think I'd really watched it and it totally delivered and like it it charmed me all over again I think it's such a sweet wonderful movie 
How about you, Mark? What is your history with Beautiful Thing? I mean, I thought I hadn't seen it, but then I watched it. I was like, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so did it stick with me? I guess. I like I remember the poor, <laughs> that awful apartment building. I was just all like dystopian and just like everything's concrete. I was like, oh, this is like a miserable place to live. God. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't like apartments that have like doors inside with like glass windows inside the apartment like connecting the living room to a hallway which is a very i saw that in ireland a lot and i always think okay. it's weird because it seems like a flimsy door to me anyways that's a trigger for me so i was dealing with that in the movie when you're inside uh, your house you want to be able to guarantee yourself total privacy from exactly other people what's the point yeah. of a do- clear door inside what are we doing it's like having a perforated shower curtain Anyways, it's a cute movie, but I almost I don't like teenagers in love movies generally because I'm like, who cares? There's no stakes, but I like you'll be fine in five years. (laughs) Something will change. (laughs) Wow. But I do think it's very sweet and I love the mother. I wish she wasn't. I wish the one black character wasn't constantly abused. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's not great, I don't think. But like, everyone's fine with her just getting smacked around and an adult calling her slag and stuff. I'm like, this is weird. But no one else seemed to think it was weird in the movie. But that was the times they were in, I guess. But I do think that woman who plays the mother is so like to me, she is the most interesting character in the movie. The boys are like sweet, but they're kind of dull. They're like one dimensional. There's not much to them really, right? But they're sweet. Mm-hmm. So I like. I was glad I saw. It's also great mamas and papas, <laughs> use yep. of mamas and the papas, and a great, truly a great sense of space to of a world. And I always like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. this feels like a world you don't normally see in a movie. So I really appreciated that. And also ninety minutes, so you're getting through it pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I should also say this: at the time when the movie came out, I was working at that record store, and we sold a lot of mamas and pa- we sold a lot of copies of the soundtrack and a lot of the people- Broadway one. Yep, because we also oh, they did, did films. Oh, we did I see. Soundtracks, yeah. Pulp Fiction That's must have been huge. I'm so aware of cast recording versus soundtrack because there you it had mattered. to know. You had to know. It made a difference. That was the only place it mattered. If I may, uh, the first time I watched this movie was at a film festival in Peru, where I am from. Because mm, okay. back then they had this thing called the Window in Britain, which is like the Alliance Francaise or the Goethe Institute. So they're always like you know doing like art exhibitions and uh-huh. like talks and stuff and they had like a film series and you know like i you know this is pre-internet <laughs> uh-huh. at least for the third world so i was like okay whatever beautiful thing and then so you know i, I was actually teaching at the time at that um, university so i go there and i see it's like oh my god what is this <laughs> so, you know it was like yeah. a revelation and it was also entertaining to see how like the audience reacted because you can see people you know i'm talking about like a provincial south american very yeah, yeah. religious uh-huh. so you could see <laughs> but again there's neighbors. something about the sort of like how realistic it is you know like even mm-hmm. the way they show the space you it's not a set it's a right show, right so yeah apartment complex and yes. all of that that i think i find that very sort of like helpful in you know like people sort of like I don't know, learning, understanding, you know, uh, mm-hmm. homosexuality and like the struggle and what you will, as opposed to these very, you know, sanitized, pasteurized, glossy, like yes. you said, love. It's easier to connect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Hanos, you may or may not know, but I really hope you do. We are looking for the gayest <laughs> movies ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be... Added to the wheel. 
You know what that means? I think I do. Okay, After wonderful. three years, we'll you I better. better. <laughs> I better. <laughs> three years? We've been doing this for four. Oh, we found my us God. during the pandemic. But okay, fine, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll Sorry, I find it. you late. I'll find you late. I found you late. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we've always been late bloomers. All right, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. Recently, these listeners have been bringing it. Uh, In fifth place, with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. In fourth place, with a 93.21%, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. In third place, with a 94.55%, But I'm a Cheerleader. In second place, with a 94.75%, Zero Patience. And still number one, with a 94.83%, is Female Trouble. We need more John Waters. We need more John Waters. I know. You need You're more right. John Waters. All right, Hanno, if you had to guess now, how well do you think Beautiful Thing is going to do? Well, the damn wheel. Right? I wanted to do well. <laughs> I wanted to do well. But I think I'm um, just being like, I don't know, maybe too optimistic. Top 20? Top, Top 20. 20. Mm. What's in 20th place? Reach 20th the place stars. is The Craft with an 84.20%. Okay. Maybe. This might. I don't think Maybe. that's too crazy. I don't think it's too crazy. I guess we'll see. There's this only one way to wish to go Make through. a wish foundation moment. Okay. <laughs> we don't get enough terminal children as guests on this show. We really need to change that next year. Yeah. If anyone out there works for Make a Wish, <laughs> tell the kids we're available. <laughs> but they got to bring in uh, John Waters. All right. So the, let's get to it. The first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we'll each be given a score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Anna, which would you give a beautiful thing on a scale of zero to 100 in actual gay characters i have to acknowledge that it's a little odd tonight be listening to the sound effect <laughs> it's kind of taking me <laughs> sorry out. Right. you're getting unfiltered I know. I know. yes yes uh 100 just like that yes <laughs> come on it's a protagonist and i know they are dull but you know the whole story center around them mm-hmm. so 100 100 there's also well it's just them and then they go to a gay bar right yes and I don't, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've read the IMDb or whatever. Um, the screenwriter is in the. Yes. He's bar? the one yes. who hits on them in. Yeah. Yes. And they're at the no, he's Petra. He's the guy Petra in the, with the, cast. In the wheelchair. Yeah. 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 So a hundred. Yes. All right. What about you, John? I think of the main, like five characters, two of them are gay, but they are the main characters. So I'm going to go 80. 80. Yeah, I gave But I'm a Cheerleader a 92, and that was mostly gay people. So I got to go 80, 80. I'm going 80 as well. Given an average <laughs> of 86.67. But hey, get this. That is 72 points higher than Sense and Sensibility. All right. All right. So you just kicked Jane Austen down the stairs. <laughs> the Brits facing off. Yeah. <laughs> Brit versus Brit. Uh, this is our Brexit. All right. Our next <laughs> category. Be. Gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Okay. Please we got patience. Mama Cass. Mama Cass, sure. Sound of Music. Sound of Music. I also wrote that down. Um, he's wearing a Keith Haring t-shirt. You, are you reading from my notes? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a rainbow on the opening uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very prominently featured. There's a post a poster on the wall of uh, Lucille Ball. Okay. And Sandra kind of looks like Dusty Springfield in her later years. She does Especially, look like Dusty Springfield. Like, You're right. Like that look from the Apecha Boys video. Mm-hmm. 
I think so, I, w- while watching it, I was like, oh, I bet if we were British, we would be like Linda Henry. I, well, like, she's we been on like, like list. I looked at her IMDb vendors, yeah. or her uh, wiki Wikipedia page and it said like she's been on EastEnders and it's like 1,440 episodes, <laughs> which is like crazy. <laughs> And I mean, Lee it's great to have an also, acting career that's like, I just played this one part. I just got to go clock in. <laughs> and Leah so I feel like she's got to be. Oh, sorry. Operas. Go ahead. Uh, Leah Tamika Epson. Also oh, she was great. TV. She should be a gay icon. And she's done a lot of TV, too. So, you know, she has oh, okay, that great. recognition. So, 85? 85? 85. Eighty-five. You know what? I think there's a lot of stuff here that I like, and so I will go eighty-six. Eighty-six. Um, this is really short, though. I gotta go fifty. How dare you, Mama Cass? There's also gay magazines. <laughs> and gay magazines, right? I feel like stealing the gay magazine is the gay eye thing more oh, than like right. no one can see. A hundred, a hundred. <laughs> Gays love to shoplift. Have you guys ever shoplifted anything? Yeah. Yes. I haven't. I've never. I feel too guilty. Are you gay? I just steal hearts, I guess. What Maybe would you steal, John? Oh, I stole uh, magaz- dirty magazines, cast recordings, all of it. From the place you worked at? No, from Sam yeah. Goody at the mall. Oh, they could afford it. They were dirty already? <laughs> Uh, hey, got 73.67 in gay icons, which is, can I do this math in my head? 46 points higher than Zootopia. Okay. That's Makes fun. sense. Makes sense. All right. The next one, queer gays. What are we doing with the queer gays? Can you tell this is like, uh, there's imagery here for a gay person? I do think that's a lot of uh, lingering glances and yeah. checking out Steve's butt. Yes, what I think is sort of, of like fun. good about the movie is like because it is about two teenagers in love, it doesn't get too like dirty or like sexy. You know what I mean? Like they definitely like fall in love and like kiss and stuff like that, but it doesn't get it never gets like lurid, I guess is the word. It's not showgirls. <laughs> it's not There's show no showgirls no. pool scene. No, 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 no. that's certainly not. My one day, but I know. think it's sort of like a good representation of that, you know, teenage sort of like ah, I think it's, you yeah, know? it captures that so perfectly. Very well. Right. And also I like that. Oh, you can have like, you know, gay sex and not die. <laughs> you know, it's like it's still they don't their lives are not ruined. We're getting mm-hmm. their positive portrayal. That's okay. <laughs> I was glad there's something in that. There's something queer gazy about like checking to make sure no one's around to catch you being gay or doing something gay. Like oh, looking over your shoulder. Just being gaze. cognizant of that, you know. Checking the surroundings in a way straight people never have to do. Yep. Yeah, I think you can definitely tell that this was written by a gay man. Yeah. It's and like a it's queer a... gaze on life. And Jeez. maybe not so much the camera work, but definitely the point of view of the movie. But it doesn't feel life. like, oh, they didn't do stuff with the cat. They didn't do shots because they were skittish. No. Hmm. 80. 80. I'll say I'm going to go 88. 88. I'll go 84. No, 85. That feels right. I'm giving it an average of 84.33, which is nine points higher than Rebecca. Now we're pushing Hitchcock, another Brit going down the <laughs> stairs. All right. Uh, speaking of Brits, 
the Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? A thousand. A thousand. That's impossible. And you, I can't you know what? It. And you know what's gonna give wanna annoy him the most? Leah. Mm-hmm. Just seeing a you know feisty black woman living her life, just you know being <laughs> sure. awesome. That's gonna irritate the life out of him. A hundred. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I think when you think you've got the unwed mother. Uh, you've got, you know, all these people living in poverty. Where's God in their life? I don't think I don't think it's a thing where he's like jumping up to turn it off right away. But I think he's like, we shouldn't be watching this. Yes. I do like the mother's boyfriend. Like, I like that he was like he's just a, a just a generally Dork. like a good guy. Though, but he was also like a kind like he checked. Yeah. Only, you know, he wasn't like a creep in any way. No, he was he's great. Very messy. And he's almost like a John Waters character, especially when he's yes. wearing that silk robe. I'm yeah, like, like a David Lowry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was like unambitious, positive representation of someone unambitious, which we love to see. <laughs> we don't get enough of. Healthy. Because <laughs> they're never going to like be able to get they're together. They're not going to show any- up to the audition. Forget they're not going to be able to represent anything. <laughs> I meant to make a diorama. But, uh. John, what do you think for the Mike Pence anxiety scale? I will give it a I'll give it a 90. A 90. You don't think this is as high as zero patients, which got a hundred. And the hundreds are bound, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and zero patients. This is definitely not that this is definitely I feel like with zero patients, if somehow it gets on his television after five seconds, he's jumping up to turn it off. It's like he got a perm. Whereas this, on the yeah, it feels like he could be like, hold on, what's it? It'll take yeah. him a little bit while. It'll take him a little while to get to it. Yeah, I'll go 92. Give an average of 94, which is 0.33 points lower than Gods and Monsters. All right, our next category, Hell on Heels. How are we doing on Feisty Ladies? I think you're going to make a lot of points here. Oh, yeah. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Leah alone. And then you have Sandra. Even the teacher at the beginning, the Indian Love woman, the teacher. Has so many lines like balls, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it starts so suddenly. I think it is like the, that's the TV origins creeping where you just like, yeah. oh, we're just starting. There's no, there's not seven logos. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that actually had a moment at start. I was like, oh wait, do I need, do I need to rewind this or something? And I was like, oh no, this is it. No, okay. I guess I'm on unsteady ground here. Okay, okay. Let, let me get my drink. All the main, yeah, a hundred. All the all the women are are just uh, not taking shit from anybody. I also like those two drunk girls who are like asking to see out and like, they're like, you want to yes. come? We're going to like drink. I guess you're not down for a shag then, you know, <laughs> they say, I did watch this with the subtitles on, which really too. helped. Of course. You yeah. have to. I was like, <laughs> what are they saying? They have just these thick Cockney. Ac- I think they're Cockney accents, but. It is all foreign to me. ESL person. <laughs> Um, I'll give it a 97 because they don't murder anybody. Um, <laughs> but give it an average of 99. Pretty good. 99 is actually oh, almost as high, not as high as Bound, which got a 99.33. Okay. Uh, but this got a 99. All right. Our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch this movie and come away with a whole book of ideas? Well, there's a drag queen in it. Sure. Leah. Leah has so many, like basically every time she's on screen, that's a drag queen look, you know, and the top being uh, when she's kind of like trying to jump off the balcony. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. The tights on the hair. When she's like dressed like Mama Cass. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also like that neighbor 
like the other kooky neighbor who had like the fruit plate. Oh yeah, she was great with like the big hair, big glass. And you see her doing karaoke at some point. Big spender, yeah, she's big great. Spender, spender, yes. There's also something about like all the cigarette work. Like there's really saddest. Like watching though, I don't smoke, but like the maid smoking looked like oh that does look. She was like was just cool? seeing the mother hand Sandra handle a cigarette was like there was something really pleasing about. It. She knows her way around tobacco, you know. <laughs> Yeah. They made smoking look as normal as homosexuality in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> and only one will kill you. <laughs> homosexuality. Just to make sure. The death of me. <laughs> yeah. But is this like, I don't know if anyone's going to like do the drag queen from Beautiful Thing. Beautiful Thing. And maybe in the UK it has, you know, a stronger maybe, hole yeah. than elsewhere. But, you know, <laughs> just more people need to watch this movie. Oh, they're that disappointing drag queen from Beautiful Thing. They're that <laughs> cool. Give her a pound, love. You know. <laughs> I wonder if they throw because you know pounds are coins. There, they are. Are they throwing coins at drag queens like to tip? I hope Maybe. not. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole other system they have where there's just like a bowl that they throw it in, tubes, so a just... jar, like you know, something go, yeah. like that. Drag queens have to carry a pouch. Oh, they hate that. <laughs> One more thing you got to make. Well, what do you want to give this for a drag queen inspiration? 85. 85. Yes. Yeah, I'll go 84. 84. To me, this is where the TV roots really come through. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a 45. <laughs> I think it's that <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's iconic. It's not, I'm not saying that during this, but hey, got a 71.33, which is 38 points higher than In and Out. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Uh, finally, the last of the canon categories. Hano, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you, are you to recommend Beautiful Thing to a gay person? 100. What? Just like, and just like that. <laughs> Come on. I don't think a lot of people know this movie. And, you know, as we discussed earlier, there's so much about it that, you know, we don't say enough of. And I think it holds up. I feel like now, like, this is that that Netflix show, like, Heartbreaker is, like, filling mm. the void. Or just, see, like, sweet even... teen love. But I watched one episode of that, and I was like, this is not for me. I'm glad it's out there for the kids, but it's not for me. <laughs> but you see how that also has that glossiness that I ultimately find annoying? <laughs> it was a little, like, this is why I didn't, like, do you ever see that show Pushing Daisies? Yeah. No, I never. It was like so too like cutesy for me. It, was, it did look like a magazine, and it was just like, like I found it off putting. Like I don't believe any of this is. Ha- this is like Tim Burton meets uh, Strawberry Shortcake. It's just like this. basically that. Yeah, it's like curdled sugar or something, which is a great drag queen name. There you <laughs> what go. about you, John? I think it's great. I think. I get that it's like not there's not like that thing of like, oh, my God, you have to have to. But I think it's really wonderful and worth seeing. And I will. So I will go 97. 97. Wow. I would recommend it. I was like, yeah, you got it. You should see it's cute. So what does that translate to in a number? (laughs) With that enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it is charm. I also the thing I really like. I like the Britishness. Like, I love the British class. Like, the mom is like, to me, like, oh, she's applying to get this bar. You know what I mean? I like all, I just like seeing her make her way through the world. And sometimes she's a real asshole, but then, you know, she does have this like really strong, like maternal thing about it. But like, that's Mm -hmm. not particularly gay. You know, it's just, I mean, we all love a strong mother, but 
sure. exactly. She's, you know, sort of like a good counterpart to the Diane Weiss mothers that we love. <laughs> sure. All <laughs> right. So I'll give it a, I would rec- I'll give it a 98. How about that? Give it an average of 98.33. All right. Now we're into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. These are all categories for music have bought in. We put them on this wheel, which is an app I on my phone. You get to see it. You get to see People it. People love seeing the wheel. What, is your, what the did wheel. you think the wheel was going to look like? Did you have a picture in your mind? Uh, not really, but it's very Fair. colorful. <laughs> I guess for it's all categories. hundreds of categories at this point. Yes. So we'll spin it once. Whatever category randomly pops up, we'll use that to judge the movie. Then Mark and I will pick a category from the wheel. Then we have a listener wheel. And finally, you will come up with a category, which we will add to the wheel. And potentially judge all future movies, but here we go. Will it be fair? <laughs> it never is. Quotable. Oh my god. Quotable. Oh if my I understood god. a word oh they my. were saying, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so many lines. So many lines. Balls, Mr. Bennett. When Leah's mom tells her something about the music, techno acidic, housey, puppy, trashy. Leah's mom. What else? Less fucking and more attention. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> As your boyfriend uh, you're have said last from a night. bloody gay bar. How do you know it's a gay bar? Because it's got a bloody great pink neon arse outside of it. You're going to quote that a lot? Sure, maybe. No, you're not. You're not going to quote a conversation. No, you're not. You don't know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking to. No, you're not. Sandra speaks primarily in refrain. So, like, I think 80% right. of her dialogue is actually very quotable. I didn't realize how comfortable that made me feel. It's like, oh, because, like, my grandmother spoke like that. Oh, really? It's all, like, refrains <laughs> and sayings, you know? The wit and wisdom of Sandra. Where's that? Yes. Uh, Slag. Slag. That was funny. Oh, my God. The the 16th chapel. Yeah, he painted the 16th chapel. But I think of like a quotable, like a quote you would see, you know, like this is not a good example. Like life is like about like something you would see in like the preface of a book to like start a novel. You know, you might Uh choose a quote or something. And I don't feel like this movie's like chock full of because they don't really like pontificate a lot. Like there's not a lot of like monologues because they're also like, you know, it's so like you said, quotidian. It's just like of the people. They're not exactly spouting homespun wisdom a lot. The Island of Lesbian. Sure. I mean, these are funny lines. Don't get me wrong. It's quotable. I will never have grandchildren. <laughs> that woman who played her friend looked really familiar. This is a not helpful thing. She looked really familiar, but I couldn't tell you from where. And I didn't bother to look it up. That's another great thing about uh, yeah. the Brits. They cast people who look real. Right. You know? yeah. It's it refreshing. Just, it eases you into the movie. It just makes you feel so like comfortable and welcome. <laughs> Truly, yeah. you know? Oh, I could have sex with that person. All right, I'll keep watching. This sure. Movie. Everyone's gettable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, what do we think for quotable? I'm going to go 90. 90. I, while I love this movie, I, I, I am a little more on Mark's side of like, there's not like those lines that like you and your friends are going to quote back to each other all that often. But there are a lot of fun, sweet, great lines. I'm going to go 67. 67. Hmm. 20. Given an average of... Uh, was that, Mark? 20? <laughs> okay. It's Even weird that you said it so quietly, like you were like hiding or like worried or like you knew that you were doing a bad thing. No, I'm mm-hmm. doing a fine thing. There's Imagine mm-hmm. Leon were behaving like you were doing a bad thing. Well, what can you say? I'm giving it 20. I own it. I get an average of 59. 
Uh, all right, now it's host choice. Well, okay. John, I mean, the only thing I thought of was themes of mothers. Themes of mothers, a good one from Double the Big Kiss when they're in the when they're like running around the woods and Mama Cass is singing. There was that. Did one. you think their final dance looked kind of awkward though? Yeah, Very. It's but like they didn't look comfortable. Movie. Like you could, yeah, you could tell. Like, oh, that guy, one guy's really not into it. I felt like <laughs> I didn't buy it. It was sweet. I get the idea is very sweet, but I just didn't. It didn't look natural. I guess mm-hmm. the whole thing plays like magic surrealism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, from Elvira, fit in a bubble bath. Tony and Sandra are having. She's having a little bubble bath. And he brings up something that Leah had said, and that's when she storms out and goes to the party. Themes of mothers. Do you think themes of mothers? mothers? So maybe we should do themes of mothers. mothers, Let's go with themes of mothers. A hundred. A hundred. Sandra. Yeah, I'll go a hundred as well. Hundred. Y'all go a hundred. Why not? Given an average of a hundred. Ding ding. All right. right, Now we're into the listener categories. Yes. So we have this secondary wheel. Fewer categories, but just as beloved. Here we go. Showing seams. Showing seams. Showing seams comes from, I think just scrolled away, comes from Austin C. Thank you, Austin. They say displaying and even celebrating the imperfections in life. The movie, oh. the characters could be Frankenstein s- stitches or a shoestring budget. It's all about making do. Yeah. I think this 100. is 100. <laughs> yeah, that's real. This really is 100. Yeah. For you. I was concerned that it was going to be about like fashion. <laughs> 100. 100 and showing scenes. Yeah, I'll also give it 100. Yeah, I'll give it 100. Give it an average of 100. All right, so far, nice. we will be very nice to you. Okay. You. All right, Hannah, the time has come for you. Oh, I. Got do better it. this time. This if is you the time would you like, always do it. <laughs> you know, but the, if you would like to, but I always forget, and then but you never forget. Interrupt you always myself. say, "Oh, I forgot!" Right when it's time to do it. <laughs> it's, it's a charming. Okay. If you would like to submit a category, you can find a link to the Google form in our show notes. Hano, have you submitted a category? No, because everybody sends so much. I'm like, I'm not smart enough. That's not true. Because right now <laughs> you have to come up with a category that we can <laughs> use to add to the wheel. You submitted this movie and you got picked. Uh, yeah. Wow. Believe it. I didn't yourself. make a PowerPoint. That's <laughs> true. You and also, need to. there's no screening process for these categories. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, literally free for lunatics all. are running the asylum. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's no vetting. Well, any ideas on a category on? Oh yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um. First gay kiss. Do we have that? Oh, that's nice. First gay kiss. You know? Is there a first gay kiss? Yes, there is. Yeah. There is. Very good. And there's also like the first awkward one and the first like, yeah, we're doing this and we want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's less shocking now and more pleasurable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm about to explode. Great. (laughs) Yeah. First gay kiss, a hundred. A hundred. I'll also give it a hundred. I mean, yeah, if not this, then what? Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find yeah. out soon enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, giving it an average of a hundred. Pretty good. All right, now we're into the bonus category. Extra, extra. So these categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So it's just extra points it'll get. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't work against it. And so it's zero to ten, and it's that percentage bonus points it's gonna get. 
All right, the first one, musical potential. Can we see Beautiful Thing being turned into a musical? Absolutely. Yes. I think so. It, it has stage roots to begin with. That's true. It was mm -hmm. a play. It has first. Mama Cass. It could, you this could either go the jukebox musical we've been clamoring for. There we for. go. Exactly. <laughs> California Dreaming would fit right in. <laughs> Just sing in a different language. British? <laughs> yeah. English? Cockney. Cockney. <laughs> there is language. something to like all the, I feel like you would like make more of a meal out of the neighbors in like the musical version, you know? Sure. You'd have to plus it up. And then also like the bar. Well, which bar? The mother's bar? Mm-hmm. And the drag bar, the gay bar. Have there been musicals set in apartment complexes? Yeah. Well, like you see like balconies and things? Mm -hmm. Or I hallways? Mean, like West Side Story. Sure. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them set in, set in apartment complexes. I don't know. Like the whole thing is like set in an apartment complex. Avenue Q? Avenue Q, that's... They all sort of live together, but they're not just stuck there. It's, there's I a guess Sondheim I'm review where it's two people it's like a review of Sondheim songs where it's like two neighbors in New York and I think one lives above the other and they just take turns I reminds me of co-op from documentary now exactly that's it mm -hmm. that's the best one probably maybe yeah would it be I don't you can't do mamas and papas though would you that just doesn't I like that they like it but I don't know if I'd want that for this musical but that's pretty much that's all that's on the soundtrack yeah but you could do something else it doesn't have to be you know the you could like write new songs can't you you have choices. Yeah, yeah. You could do a jukebox musical or you do an original musical. Songs. Well, what do you want to give this for musical potential? Ten. Uh, a ten. I'll also give it a ten. I too will give it a ten. Given an average of ten. Pretty good. Okay, movies do really well in this category. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> what are the odds? All right, our next category. Yas Quan. Were there any moments where you said Yas Quan? Yes, a lot. A lot, Tell me. <laughs> a lot. Again, the uh, Indian teacher. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just like right off the bat. Come on. At you were on board from the first second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the drag queen singing uh, Havanagila. Sure. <laughs> what else? Where's my list? I like I the think... kooky neighbor doing karaoke. That got mm -hmm. me a little. Great. I actually did like when Sandra slapped Leah in the head. I was like, good for you, girl. <laughs> I think, see, that was like, too, it was, I wasn't quite clear, like, what the tone was like. Is this meant to be funny or like disturb? It was like weird. And like, I felt like I don't like that the one black character is constantly getting beaten by this mother we're also supposed to love. It That's was real life, baby. Yeah, but it was like, I didn't know what the movies take on it. You know, what the people behind the movie were trying to say. Mm -hmm. It was just like kind of muddy and not very uh, tactfully done, I would say. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. We weren't aware of the term optics, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or racial politics. <laughs> yeah. That, I didn't have a lot of Yance Queen moments in this movie because it's so like quiet and like, you know, yeah. down to earth in a way. It doesn't go right. for those big, except for like the very end where it's meant to be like this almost like That's cinematic true. moment. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's all just kind of like salt of the earth and like, you know, in real life, yeah, yeah. we tend not to have in your, day, in your day to day, you tend not to have like a lot of Yance Queen moments, unfortunately, <laughs> but maybe make them. Maybe that should be a takeaway from Maybe tonight's episode. Add that on your to-do list for tomorrow. Just have a Yas Queen, Queen moment. moment. Yeah. Whether that you do some, uh, give yourself a face mask. There you go. That's always it. Like Leah. Like mm -hmm. Leah. Thank you. There you go. 
Eight. An eight. I'll go six. Six. Uh, I'll continue that pattern and go four. Mostly for the final shot. (laughs) Giving it an average of six. All right, our next one, Messy Diva. How are we doing on Messy Divas? I mean, you got Leah. Leah alone. And Sandra, I would say, is a Messy Mm -hmm. Diva. I don't know. I feel like Sandra mostly is kind of keeping it together. When she's beating Leah, she is that is not keeping it together. Yeah. Oh, well, she's furious, so it's okay. She (laughs) she's beating her own son too. That's not. Yeah, she also smacks her own son a bunch too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that looked too real. Thankfully so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's messy. She loses control of her emotions. That's messy to Mm -hmm. me. Absolutely. But she's also diva. She also looks great in that black dress at the end. She does look cute. Like, it's dress. like, my God, she looks so good. And I Dang. could just watch her smoke forever. I just want to see her <laughs> handle cigarettes. I like seeing her like take them out of the package. Maybe it's because I grew up with like a British family living next door and the wife always smoked. And I always thought she was like cool and like chic and like right. And I just liked watching how she like smoked and handled. I never wanted to smoke, but I liked watching the smoking. The theatricality of smoking is very fun. Didn't yeah. this used to be a category? Smoking? Dramatic like, smoking. Dramatic smoking, dramatic smoking right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> is that my favorite thing about being <laughs> the dramatic smoking? <laughs> um, did you say a number for uh, Messy Diva, Hano? Ten. A ten. The Messy Diva's ever put the film. I'll go eight. Eight. Uh, I'll go 7.5. Give an average of 8.5. All right. Our next okay. category, macabre. How macabre is beautiful thing? Do we have enough time for me to list <laughs> how macabre this movie is? Really? Um, I don't know if you are aware, because that's not a very popular sport in this country, but soccer. Mm-hmm. Soccer in a lot of countries, especially, you know, like the uh, World Cup countries that yeah. play a lot. And, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like, it is such a huge source of, like, homophobia and bullying. It is something that, yes, it is something that outs you inevitably, indubitably, and it's just like so awful. So that alone. There's this book that was written, like this investigative journalist wrote a book. He was British, I think. It was like, it's called Among the Thugs. I read it and it was like something so, he describes like the homophobia and like the homoeroticism at the same time of like the hooligan culture. It's like they almost resent the male camaraderie. So they put it out. Onto any other. Well, since um, we're quoting sources, uh, my please. husband is an immigration lawyer. And okay. before he met me, you know, he didn't know about this. And I told him. And then, you know, when he started his practice, he started to meet a lot of people from um, like Latinos or also like uh, from Eastern Europe. Mm. And like 89% have a story about like being bullied, being beaten and in like the context of soccer. Jesus. Wow. Yep. So that's soccer for you. No. <laughs> Glad we Thank all stopped you, playing at age 12 in America. <laughs> There's something and, macabre about Leah's trip, I thought, when she's like trip walking yeah. into traffic, you know. And how old is Leah meant to be? I thought she, they she made meant it seem to be like, like in the high same school, age as right? Then. Yeah. She didn't seem like she was, but she was. I think she was meant to be like their classmate, except she dropped out. Yeah. Sidebar, uh, isn't yeah. like Tony supposed to be like 27 and then Sandra supposed to be like 32 or something? I'm like, no. She's 35. <laughs> yeah, but Tony's not 27. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Probably doesn't not. look it. I think the apartment building is pretty something. Yeah, just that dystopian and macabre. The class struggle, the poverty. I mean, the mm -hmm. domestic sure. violence, like the toxic right. masculinity that is like so ever present. But there is everywhere. also we're also not putting this on for Halloween. You know, like this no, is the perfect thing for you. like pumpkin carving. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not right, right, right. It's sort of you like the macabre of day to day life, the everyday macabre. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? What did you say? Did you say Hano for macabre? Soccer alone, ten. Take <laughs> a ten for soccer. <laughs> and isn't uh, soccer based on like the Vikings used to kick around decapitated heads? That might be an urban legend, and most likely is. But that's what I heard. Wow. Well, in that case, I'm bumping my score up to six. <laughs> six. Um, I'll give it a four. Give it an average of 6.67. Almost the devil. All right. Now, the last of the bonus categories. Gay actors playing gay roles. Ten. Ten. Scott Neal, Scott Scott Neal. Neal is gay. And the other, he's not on screen, but Jonathan Carvey, the screenwriter. Sure. Well, he's sure. playing a gay character, play in, the a gay movie. character in the movie. Oh, he's on screen, yes. So one of, but, so you said Steve was gay or Jamie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, Steve, right? Steve, Scott Neal. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the actor who plays Jamie is not? He's not. No. Okay. And the drag queen, or probably most people in that gay bar. Most likely, yeah. The drag queen. And Leah contemplated homosexuality for a minute. <laughs> yeah, but then she just like burst into <laughs> laughter. I know. <laughs> I would, but you know she would. About you know she second. would. I could say her head. showed up, she would. She's an unreliable narrator. That's <laughs> how I would describe her. <laughs> it's a perfect way to describe her. <laughs> Uh, for all that, I'll give it a seven. Seven. Um, I'll give it a seven. Give it an average of eight. Not bad. All right. Now we're into the iconic categories. All right. So these categories are bigger, broader, farther reaching. So it's zero to 300. All right, the first one. How would you rate Beautiful Thing on a scale of 0 to 300 in homoeroticism? How homoerotic is Beautiful Thing? I think it's pretty homoerotic. Previously, yes. It might seem <laughs> chaste, but I think it's very. And again, the way it's depicted, I think it's very um, successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine having the boy you like sleeping in your bedroom. Right? Moisturizing him. Yes. <laughs> and now he needs to be moisturized. Applying a salve to his wounds. Emotionally and physically. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think some... that's not, it's not a super erotic movie, but I think that's also appropriate. And so, like, I sure. you know what I mean? Like, it's right for the age and the time and all that. And the tone, if we can find one, <laughs> if we can agree on one. Like you said, it's not lurid, that's the word I was trying to remember. <laughs> no. It's sweet, but it feels like realistic and like, yeah, teenagers are horny. You know, yeah. they do get horny, that, and that's okay. <laughs> Um, that kind of homoeroticism. So, mm -hmm. yes. 280. 280. I think because there's not so much sex, I'm just going to go 220. So, when you think homoeroticism, you want like full penetration on screen. <laughs> no, it doesn't want that. But even if there was just like a shot of like one of them like showering or something like what something about rubbing lotion? Like it's meant... Yeah, but there's also like bruises from being beaten. So, it's not like the horniest thing. You know, like there's not a moment that's like it's meant real. to be like, <laughs> yes. But it's not like meant to be like horny. Horny or horny? Horny. Both. Either. Yeah. I think you could be. I could. Do you think you can get a 300 homoeroticism without being horny? 
I don't see it, yes. what it is. Isn't that like eroticism? I think to me, the eroticism isn't the act itself. It's always the, everything leading erotic up to about the act. not just getting it. And like it, you know, like that someone partially. It's that tension. Of, that. It's the tension, the anticipation. But there like, still is like, but like the smell of sex is in the air. Like there's like a horniness. But this is the, the PG-13 version. Exactly. Right. This is not in the mood for love, which is like, you know, probably the most erotic movie. <laughs> sure. Homeroticism, what do I give? I'll give it a 260, giving an average of 253.33, which is 10 points higher than But I'm a Cheerleader. Pretty good. All right, our next one, Queer 101. How much of that, how much of this movie would you say is an essential queer text? 300. 300, a perfect <laughs> score. Zack Snyder Come would on. be proud. Come on. Particularly because it's not so well known. I think more people need to know mm. this movie, mm-hmm. honestly. Not just because I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> what does winning okay. mean to you? Uh, what scoring is winning high, winning? scoring I high see. today. You want to beat, uh, what did I say? What was the one in 20th place? The craft. <laughs> I want to beat Ferris Balk. <laughs> Get in line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good. I think it definitely is like you would definitely talk about it and in sort of like the day of like 90s queer cinema, like with this and beautiful laundrette. And there's a bunch of other things. But I don't know if this would be like the king of all of those, but I will still give it a 280. 280. Yeah, I do think like it is funny when you like load this movie up in Amazon Prime. It just like you might also though you might also like is filled with so many 90s indie queer budding romances. It's like, God, we're like neck deep in like queer (laughs) indie romances for a time. It was like when the budget for indie films was like just reachable for a whole new like generation of film. Like in a lot of ways, I think this movie is a better representation of class than it is of homosexuality and like first love in a way. Because it does kind of provide such like a wholesome intersectionality intersectionality is important too it is but like the the (laughs) treatment of homosexuality feels a lot less realistic than the treatment of class because i think they're so geared towards like we got to give them a happy and got to give them a happy ending i mean it is a little ambiguous like there are neighbors looking at them like with like kind of like on their face like it's not like a perfect you know fairy tale (laughs) um but i'll give it a 270, given an average of 283.33, not which is 3.33 points higher than Gods and Monsters. All right, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is Beautiful Thing? Well, we do um, have, I mean, Leah does do whiteface. Sure. Which isn't actually a thing, but it's how you would describe what she's doing. True. And again, the drag queen singing Havana Gila. Yeah, Big big Spender in the karaoke. I think all the the cigarette work, that's pretty campy. The Son of Music, her uh, Sandra asking her, like, who played the Baroness? You know, that's sort of like like the gay son will know. Anna, you've made me delete two (laughs) things from my list. (laughs) No, this is this is you should consider that my highest compliment. <laughs> exactly. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> yeah. You won. 
What well, without you, Mark, I'll just say I'll. Here, I made a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go: a teacher razzing their pregnant student, mamas and the papas deep cuts, yellow VW vans, a mom with a gross boyfriend considering thirty-five old, flirting with a misogynist, reclaiming lotion from Silence of the Lambs, stealing a gay magazine, your mom embarrassing you at a party by beating up a teenager, asking your girlfriend's son to stop listing gay slurs, and finally wondering why the mom calls tissues autumnal shades. I googled. I don't know why she called all you find when you or paint samples when you Google autumnal shades <laughs> and even autumnal shades tissues. All you get is links to like gift wrap huh. in browns and golds. So autumnal shades. I don't know if someone I'm somebody out there must know why she calls Kleenex autumnal shades. <laughs> I don't know. Two thirty. Two thirty. I'll go two ten. 210. I'll go 180. Not the campiest thing. It's so grounded. Right. So grounded. Giving it an average of 206.67. That's not bad. All right. Now we're into the crown jewels. So these final categories, we don't rate. We just say yes or no. We think it gets it. The first one, a 50% bonus for... A positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Beautiful Thing have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Absolutely. I would, I would say, say it yes. does. Yes. yes. For Great. once. <laughs> For once, finally. I got to tell you, the last five movies have gotten that bonus. Have gotten it, including Glass Onion, which I don't think should have. But what can you do? I lost that fight. Mm-hmm. All right. So it gets it. And then finally, negative 50% of the points if this is the movie Stonewall. There are a lot of concrete not. walls, but it is not the movie Stonewall. And emotional so walls. There are. They go to a bar that could probably be called Stonewall. That's right. <laughs> the Stonewall of uh, Brighton. Uh, so, But it will not lose 50% of its points. Okay, great. All right, so that's it. We're done. All right, so Hano, now that we've been through it, still think you made the top 20? Probably not. Really? Hopefully 30. I don't know. You... Bit of a pessimist. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 3,524.45, Beautiful Thing has scored 3,234.12, giving it a percentage of 91.76, making it the seventh gayest movie ever. Oh my God. (laughs) Not as gay as Showgirls, but gayer than Madonna, Truth or Dare. Okay. Right there. What a sandwich. Wow. <laughs> Between two <laughs> strong women. <laughs> the boys would love that, honestly. <laughs> they totally would. Congratulations. That's I, better oh, than no, that's exciting. Yes. Yes. Well, you made you know, it the top I, ten single digits. I was a little generous, perhaps. <laughs> but you know. But you're to allowed to be. There's no exactly. rule. Yeah, you did everything right. More people should put their thumb on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> I support not at, it. Not at the airport. No. <laughs> not at the airport. Luggage. If you want to do- Oh, sure. You want to get charged more? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. Make lighter. Wow. <laughs> well, that's it, Hano. You did it. We did it, Hano. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's really an honor. And uh, I would love to see that um, PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if Aaron will let us share it, perhaps. (laughs) Uh, Hano, thank you so much. Uh, Delightful guest. Wonderful to connect with you. Is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? 
no, just keep watching gay movies. <laughs> <laughs> what was the movie you pitched two years ago when we did this? Women on the Verge for Nervous Breakdown. Oh, and then oh, we did it. Oh, it's right there. Look at that. You did it with Oscar, yes. Who did a That's great right. Job. Is that your favorite, Almodovar? Uh, to an extent, although I like uh, What Have I Done to Deserve It a little more because I don't know if you've seen it. That's really the blueprint for one. everything that he's done. Really? If you watch that movie, you can see he's pulled from that one for everything he's made after. <laughs> Seriously. That's like one of, of his, his most tricks are in that one. earliest ones. Uh, yeah. Bit of a yeah, Back when he was like, I might not make another movie, so I have to put all my ideas in this one. <laughs> yep. yep. He had that short, that cowboy short that played at Con with like Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. But it's only like 30 minutes. I assume we'll be able to see it at some point, but it should. It looked fun. Yeah. Really technical. Speaking of glossy. <laughs> Speaking of glossy. Well, I look forward to Fall Madovar. It's coming back. This year. Coming I know. Back. <laughs> we got, what should we do with this next round, do you think? I think I sent you an email about it, but I will tell oh, you again. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> you need to do Volver, Flower of My Secret. And what have I done to deserve this? No I talk think. to her? It's great, but I don't know. I Volver for me is the one. I've never seen that one. Nope. Have you seen Mama Roma? I don't think so. Uh, An Ana Magnani? No. Oh, okay, well, mm -hmm. that's what's the one uh, in my skin? The his like thrill under my that one I really liked. That one was mm. so I liked his thriller. Yeah, because you haven't seen the early work. <laughs> I guess I haven't seen. Uh, you're right. What have I done to What have I done? To talk about what have I done to deserve this? God. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't deserved the later Almodovars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Chano. A delightful guest. We're so glad you could yes. make it. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 old queen, TWO old queens, and follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yeah, so you can email us at 2 old queens, TWO old queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. Uh, we love hearing from you. We love hearing about your suggestions. Um, so, yeah, let us know. And we also got merch. Go to tpublic.com slash two old queens or uh, I don't know. A portion of the proceeds go to the Okra Project. So you're not just helping us. You're helping others. And finally, we have a Patreon. Two old queens, the retirement plan. For just five bucks a month, you get twice the queenage. And that's it. We'll that's see you it, next everybody. time, everybody. This has been a fun. We got one more fun, final least... fourth anniversary show. Yes. And With, then that's uh, it. Yep. And then back to business as usual. <laughs> Except it won't be, but you'll see about that later. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.